0: Hello everyone, thank you for joining us uh, this wonderful day and um, we want to say a big thank you to all our listeners across the world, Uh, we have listeners from different countries like uh, Germany, Botswana, Ghana and it's just amazing, Uh, thank you for the support and today we are having a very interesting conversation as usual. we a very special entrepreneur uh, who is doing something that is changing the narrative of, of clean cooking gas, not just in Nigeria, uh, but in Africa. Uh, welcome to the show, Paul Kelvin.
1: Thank you, Mr. K. Thank you for having me. I look forward to this day.
0: Yeah, so thank you very much for joining us. It's, it's very exciting to, to have you on the show. Uh, I remember the first time actually explored or got to really understand what you were doing. It was just amazing and captivating. Uh, uh, and the most interesting one is the reticule- reticulated gas system uh, because I understand what you're trying to do is to make cooking gas affordable to low-income earners, and to also reduce um, uh, the impact of people, individual household using expired gas cylinder. So if you can just tell us about uh, what you're doing, the problem you've identified in that space, and how you're trying to solve it with, with Gas
1: Monkey. So um, thank you for this opportunity to speak about Gas Monkey and clean cooking. Um, Nigerian real estate industry is at the very verge of blooming as in things are going really well now. We are seeing new developments and things, uh, you know, new gated estates are spreading even further down the um, every axis of Lagos and uh, every other city in Nigeria. It's such a nice thing, but it's painful that of all of these real estate developments that are coming on, even the 7,000 housing unit by the Lagos state government in an effort to, uh, increase, um, housing in Lagos, all of them does not have plan for clean cooking. So is it, is it, is one of these two things? The occupants are expected to come in with their cylinders, whether aspired or not. That means uh, all of these households, all of these estates, all of these apartments are expected to have gas tank, gas cylinder inside them. And that's the problem not- you're
0: trying to solve.
1: Yes, exactly. So, and then, uh, um, if it is not gas cylinder in one apartment, then it can be, you know, it can be surprising that some of these uh, occupants and tenants are even still using kerosene stoves. <laughs> So imagine how it feels when you come into your um your houses or your apartment that you are giving out for rent, and someone is using kerosene to smoking everywhere. All right. Yes. Find a solution to it. All of these estates, we do not want this house to have a gas cylinder inside them. Instead, a large estate of about one thousand homes, or one thousand apartments, can have one gas tank buried on the ground, supplying every kitchen with clean cooking gas. So each of these households will be connected through an IoT-powered smart meter. The meter will enable them to purchase clean cooking gas in small units with as little as 200 naira. So um, nobody will say, oh, I'm not using gas because I cannot buy a cylinder. Or, oh, I cannot use gas because it's too expensive. (laughs) Like, that's 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 a serious
0: issue now, is, is this just only in uh, in lagos or nigeria because i know uh part of what you're driving for is well in a cleaner future and one of your interesting solution also is that people can use or can buy gas at 200 naira pay as a goal model if you can just tell us about that part of your of your product. But at what point did you realize this is a business? Experience?
1: I have lived in other countries other than Nigerian, And most of the countries in uh, Europe where I lived, I do not even know where the gas cylinder is. What I know is that I have a frequency of gas and I cook and I pay my utilities. But when I came back to Nigeria, I have to buy a cylinder and it became worse the first year then i was i wasn't using a car so i we run out of uh, gas each time we run out of gas it becomes a really big dreaded experience that we have to carry cylinder looking for where to refill it and pay a whole um cost of refilling the big cylinders even when you do not have money for that so it it is uh, it becomes imperative that something better has to happen because if i'm feeling that way um definitely more nigerians are feeling that way so it is a problem that is the point where i realize oh i have to do something about it Hmm, that that sounds very interesting because
0: uh most businesses and entrepreneurs start by solving their own personal problem and they believe if i have this problem i mean i think other people should be having this problem as well and the move to solve it so what was the first step for you did you have conversation with your neighbors or uh, how did you validate it? Because like I know you said, it was a personal problem. You felt other people were having this problem. Was there any approach that you used to actually validate that problem and you're sure, okay, this is a market to be willing to play?
1: Yes. Um. Uh, before coming back to Nigeria, uh, one of the very bad experiences I have growing up as a kid is losing my. We have uh, my mommy has nine children, but it's only four that is living. The three mm-hmm. that, um, uh, you know, um, I saw dying. I witnessed their death. Die from similar wow. symptoms. All of them die from pneumonia. Yes, that's relatable. Wow. because growing up, um, what we use is um, wood or kerosene. Kerosene was even premium at that time. So it, it, when I started this. Uh, you know, trying to find out what is this pneumonia about. It becomes that most pneumonia in Nigeria are caused by household air pollution. So it was a pending um, a problem for me before I came back to Nigeria to have, find that it's it a big problem, me, um, finding a way to refill my cylinders. So I started talking to a lot of people, my neighbors, my friends. I opened an uh, Instagram and Facebook account sharing these ideas, asking people to give um, their opinion, collecting feedback. And we got more more than enough feedback. Everybody is uh, experiencing this problem. Most Mm. people in Lagos, most people, it's even worse when you go down to the rural area where there is no access to LPG. Uh, Most people heard about it and they know it's better. But they do not know how to go about it. They do not have the money to purchase the equipment. There is no specific, uh, refilling plants around, how uh, they are afraid of the of their safety. So at that, I have a validation that yes, this is a market. Hmm. So I mean, it must
0: really be an experience for you about uh, your siblings. And and I remember you shared sometimes ago during a presentation you had to. Uh, to the Lagos State government about the number of deaths, you know, uh, cost as a result of indoor pollution uh, in Nigeria. I mean, it's, the, the numbers were very graphic. If you look at the deaths of pneumonia uh, caused by indoor pollution. And this is not just the problem, like you said. Even in Lagos, you know, if you go deep to the rural area, you see a lot of people still using dirty uh, cooking gas. And, I mean, it's sad. And I'm just happy that you're really playing in this space and you're solving that problem. And um, I also like to talk about the, the, the pay-as-you-go model. All right? Because in the rural area, the the cost of conversion is expensive. Okay? I have to buy the gasoline cylinder. I have to buy the cooker. I have to buy the pipe and so many other things. What... Is gas monkey doing? How are you trying to make it easier for low-income earners to start using uh, clean cooking gas in their homes, which will ultimately reduce indoor pollution?
1: Talking about co- clean cooking, and then talking about the rural areas. This is where you get really excited, and uh, um, if you see we, if you see me now, you know I'm just overjoyed because coming from such a background, very rural area. And having the experiences I have as a child, I know that this is where the problem, the bigger problem is. uh, Most of them, sadly, does not even know why they are suffering, why they are having eye problem, why they are having different of these uh, health challenges that is caused by um, household air pollution. So if we talk about solving the problem, it has to stop, it has to start at these people at the uh, bottom of the income pyramid in the rural areas so what we are doing for these people we have two solutions we want we are testing one of them is uh, building a solution that will help them to um use clean cooking without even filling the cost they're already buying firewood or they're already buying kerosene. So um, our one of our system is similar to the cost of buying this uh, resin and, uh, and uh, wood. One is cylinder exchange. We have the, the range of 3 kg to 6 kg cylinders that we provide to these people in the rural areas. It is our equipment, and uh, we have some technology attached to it to manage our equipments put in location put the customers' usage, so we don't lose our equipment while trying to help, so we can um, also expand the the, the the solution to further places so um the cost of buying a, a kerosene stove is about six to eight thousand today, but the cost of starting off with gas monkey is just about three thousand subscription fee. So with this 3,000, they get the cylinder filled up. And uh, the, because uh, we choose 3 kg to 6 kg, because refilling 3 kg is uh, just about 1,000 naira, and 6 kg about 2,000. So based on uh, what the user can pay, uh, what suits them better, they can choose between the 3 kg. And the get the cylinder. When they run out of gas in it, they can bring the cylinder back to the uh, uh, exchange station in their community, and then take a refueled one back home and uh, use it. Then, alternatively, for um, um, a metered solution, metered solution is a meter. A smart meter is attached to these cylinders, and when they take the cylinder, they do not pay anything, but they buy unit from the meter. If the minute, if the unit they buy in the, from the meter exhaust, then the, the the flow of gas lock until they buy another another unit from the meter. So that is how we are extending our solution to the rural areas.
0: Wow, that's 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 amazing. I mean, that's interesting because I can just imagine how that that impact uh, will be felt because this is giving people a, a better way to live. I mean, we 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 can only imagine uh, the luxury we have. I mean, if if you live in the city, I mean, and the life people live, you know, live yes. in the villages. I mean, it, it's it's too extreme, and it's exciting that you're really trying to to solve that problem uh, in that space. So let's just talk a bit about <clears throat> about your educational background. You know, I mean. Have you always been interested in building in businesses? You know, have you worked with other people? What has been your experience? And uh, why did you feel you just wanted to build solutions to people's problem or to your own problem?
1: Well, um, that's another interesting question because all my life, because of the way the circular work is scheduled, I believe it's not made for me. So I found my first. was around two thousand and eight. So it was a uh, a a creative hub for people in the tech space. Well, right now that is how to define it. But then it was um, um you can understand um, if you think back at 2008 how popular computer is. So it is mm. a computer house then. So it, like it a people, cyber cafe. Eh uh, yeah, similar to cyber cafe, but we do a whole bunch of things: graphics, okay. some coding. Um, some, uh, computer hardware and software maintenance. And, uh, we even assemble computers, desktop computers and resell. So, those, uh, from then, I have all, I have always been working, finding, founding businesses, um, both in the tech and non tech, because, uh, I want, I have always been built to find solutions to problems my creativities and the versatility of my um um talent i want to use it in this way um i said that the workspace is not meant for me because i want to, i want to live i want to be free i want to do things i want to do i want to solve problems i do not want to be constrained to a particular um Type of duty. Come to work, sign this, and then go into your office. Do this today. Do it next week. Do it next next month. Do is do it the same thing next year. I'm not structured that way. I, I want more challenging opportunities. Where I, I, I that will help me to explore my innovativity and my creative skills. So that is what it has been for me. All right. Uh so
0: I mean can you just tell us about uh your other venture or something you've done before, uh that you probably failed doing or something uh, that didn't work out as planned. Just one of those striking experiences you can you can really, you know, lay hold of right now. Okay, the, uh, the creative hub failed after a few years. Um
1: and why did. why did that happen? What do you think led to it? Uh it is um we it is a process of learning. We we are learning, mm-hmm. and uh, we didn't. I can say I didn't have. I was the founder. I didn't have enough experience, and I did not have enough money to keep running it because what drain it is because I, I you know I made it free for everybody. You know, just come and you know socialize, and then so lack of organization management. And lack of um, um, uh, process, as in, I believe, is one of the biggest reasons it failed. Because at some point, people come and then they go out there, they start stealing the job that we are doing to make money, and they are not bringing the money back to the office because, after all, they are not hired. They are, mm-hmm. they are just their learning skills. So um, mm-hmm. we, we are working with Shell then, Shell in Anambra State. As their okay. computer engineering and maintenance, uh, you know, and then um, at one point we are not working with Shell again. It becomes that one some group of guys from the hub has gone to steal the job servicing the computers and you know running everything we are doing. So without money, it's impossible to run the business. And and then um, it was not supposed to be a one shot get it all. So we have to keep moving, keep learning, and keep improving.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's very interesting uh, in terms of, like, people trying to, to learn from experience, trying to get uh, your organization right properly, trying to build the right team. And I think those are very key elements for, for founders and entrepreneurs, not just in Nigeria, but across the world. Uh, I also know you 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 have an MBA, if I'm right, uh so how how can you relate that experience you know how has that you know how has that helped in running your businesses right now
1: oh uh, yes I have an MBA in business management and that is a great thing. Um when I was going for my MBA I was only doing it because um someday someone is going what educational qualification do you have? So I have to just Get it But um when I I saw see my experiences, um you, do, you know formal um business managerial skills that I lack. So it was uh an eye-opener for me. I learned a lot. And um I know even without experience in working with uh, other organizations like many of the founders has um these experiences I gain gain in my area of study has helped me a lot to know uh how to run some basic business, uh, business basic business uh, process, how to um you know, even conduct myself, how to carry myself along. So it is a blessing. That's interesting and that that's exciting to
0: know in terms of uh you know understanding that even as entrepreneurs you have to keep learning i mean formal education is not a waste uh people going to business schools i mean it doesn't really mean they can't be entrepreneurs and as an entrepreneur going to business schools doesn't really mean you can't you know you can't learn from them and um so i want to know can you tell us about funding you know of your businesses over the years how how have you been able to successfully raise funds uh, for your business? Has it been basically friends and family? What has the journey been like for you starting out new project?
1: Until now, it has been self savings and families and friends. And um, I think um, that is one thing that has to change. It has to build a solution that we scale to solve uh, millions of problems for millions of people. Of course, money is very much involved. It has been personal savings, and um, there are lots of things I know how to do to get money from. Um, some of them in, you know, most of them in the very in my village, in my village. So you know, I can go back. I can. I'm not afraid of going. I, I was born and raised in the village, so I can go there and uh, get some things done and raise some money to um, get some things done in the city. That does. That is how I've been um, pushing. Um, even um, my MBA I think, uh, is is somehow to say that uh, I was already married before I got I I, I went to university. So funding part there uh, has been just a big struggle, but right now Gas Monkey is just very keen, very open to funding opportunities because. This is a bigger problem. This is a bigger business opportunity, and this is a bigger money. area. Yeah.
0: And in, in terms of partnerships as well, uh, maybe we talk a bit about Gas Monkey right now, and uh, in relation to other businesses you've done, what well, what has the process been like for you in terms of maybe uh, getting partners on board? You know, trying to reach out to people that you think uh, you can leverage on, maybe their resources. Uh, to just
1: move your business to the less le- next level, what what has that been like for you? Yeah, um, in what gas monkeys? when partnership is very important because the business is very capital intensive. Um, purchasing cylinders or uh, gas tanks; these are very expensive equipment the production of our IoT-powered meters, Internet of Things-powered meters, are also very expensive. So in this area, we can't do it alone without partners. So we have partners backing us up in the production, and we are hoping that uh, to skill the business, these partners have to play a vital role in it. Then talking about the facial aspect, as in the consumer aspect, we are very much moving towards partnership with real estate developers and property managers so that this uh, when a house is being built it has to become the custom to include gas as you are including electricity and and water in the utility of the new new structures. There has to be planned for cooking gas too because gas can power a whole lot of other equipments or other, other things and you know Make environment cleaner. If we reduce the number of kilowatts that is used by um, water heater in the house, the 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 power is probably being generated by um, a carbon emitting um, uh, uh, power generating source. Not a. And when you convert that to gas, that is saving the world. That is saving the saving us from the climate changes. That is saving the environment and going greener. So um, we are open to this partnership and we are working on a whole lot of them too.
0: All right, all right. So what do you think um, you can say? uh, I mean, in terms of what do you think new governments, new policies governments can adopt? Uh, Do you think government needs to, are there new policies do you think things have to change in terms of policies and then i would now like to talk more about your plans for the future but most importantly you mentioned very something very interesting about the fact that we build houses in nigeria for example but we plan for water we plan for electricity but we don't plan for a clean cooking gas that can serve you know the apartment effectively which is critical is there any way you think government policies can influence
1: this Yes, recently the government, the current administration is doing one thing that I am very, very proud of. I'm very, very much commending them about. That is the project by, that is headed by the vice president, the LPG expansion scheme. They plan on maybe giving out cylinders to consumers. And uh, there are funds map out for uh, institutions and, and companies that are doing some businesses and, uh, uh, in the field of uh, help liquefy petroleum gas, which is what we are doing now. So um I do not understand how the government plan to give out these cylinders to individuals when there is no plan for maintenance of these cylinders. So it means that after five years, which is the lifetime of a cylinder, before it either gets discontinued or requalified, it means that after that five years, these users are expected to continue using the gas to uh, the cylinders too. This is what uh, how we ended up with so much, um, so many expired cylinder. The same organization in their statement about few about last year say that ninety percent of LPG cylinders in Nigeria is already expired. Wow, and, they are planning give out, yeah, and they are planning to give out the cylinders too that are, is going to be expired in the next five years. So I do not believe, I do not think that that is a nice move. Instead, they should sponsor uh, more uh, private sectors, more businesses that are doing things in the, in the LPG sector. The way I see it in many countries is and tanks are owned by the businesses so that they can be held accountable if it is expired, and um, because it's owned by these uh, companies, they will put in place a measure to make sure that it's always safe. When it's expired, it gets requalified through the uh, through the uh, standard process of requalifying a cylinder, and when it is not uh, requalifiable, then it gets uh, 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 recycled. So. I'm hoping that the government will look more into this, build a policy that supports the businesses more, to be the owners of these cylinders. Uh, Some of uh, the distributors already have the cylinders, but they are selling it too. So it ends up being the customer's property. And when it expires, you can't tell them to, you know, it's hard to convince them that, ah, throw it away. The only thing about it when there is fire outbreak because the cylinder was expired and was leaking, and everybody will remember, oh, did he expire too? Many people does not know that, so you can imagine.
0: That's that's a whole lot of issues. I mean, I mean the fact that we have over ninety percent of cylinders that are expired in Nigeria is is, is scary. I mean, that's... Is it- that. Scary. Yes,
1: that's very, very scary, uh, I'm telling you. And that is why we are having frequent means that, uh, of, of gas explosion here and there. It's not supposed to be that way.
0: So what are your plans for the future? Uh, re- re- where do you see a gas monkey in the next 10 years, 5 years? How do you think you must have transformed uh, the the clean cooking gas, you know, Industry in Nigeria
1: or even across Africa. A beautiful question. Right now, I'm looking at that ten years, and what I'm seeing in the future, I'm looking at the future. I'm looking at ten years from now. I'm look. And the what I'm seeing is a grandmother, an educa- uh, uneducated grandmother. In a village that is holding a gas tank, a gas monkey cylinder, be it 3 kg or 6 kg, and heading to an exchange station next to her, dropping the cylinder and taking another field cylinder. Instead of going inside the bush to fetch firewood, cutting down the trees, causing deforestation, they are doing this and cylinder is in circulation. It is available in every rural rural community, in every rural uh, in every village in Nigeria, and people have access to it without stretching their finances, without worrying about their food about their safety. And then I'm seeing gas monkey truck going to the villages, picking up these cylinders to so, um our station nearby where it will be tested. Maintained and refilled and taking back again. I'm seeing this circulation and I'm seeing people, more people using clean cooking gas instead of biomass and polluting the polluting open fire. And I'm seeing improved health. I'm seeing lesser eye problems when people are aging because of their choices of cooking fuel. Well. I'm seeing less pneumonia because the homes are cleaner now. I'm seeing cleaner environment because there is no smoked dirty pots. Wow,
0: well, that's, that, that's a beautiful picture. And uh, I believe Curiosity will still be around that time. And we'll have this conversation again. And it's really going to be exciting the impact we have made, you know, with Gas Monkey, you know, at that time. Thank you very much uh for being on
1: the show today paul kelby thank you so much for this opportunity and as we preach this good news about clean cooking and the benefit let everyone go ahead and talk about it because that is way the way we educate the people that are not educated about it so we can save the planet and save our world yeah
0: amazing amazing thank you thank you for that Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening uh, to this episode once again. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, As always, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us at gmail.com. And uh, if you know someone that will be interested, you know, in this episode, I mean, share with your friends. And and I'm sure they will thank you for that. So thank you once again and see you next time. Bye-bye.